This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson. But today we have the privilege of having Caleb Wampler and Joshua Smith from Kingdom Encounters International with us on the phone. They are local to us here in Central Florida, but uh, this time they're on the phone. Hopefully later on we'll get them in the studio. Caleb is a missionary evangelist, and Joshua Smith works with him in the ministry and evangelistic events around the world. And as I said, the ministry is called Kingdom Encounters International. They're based here in the Orlando area. KEI began in 2017 as Caleb's ministry, along with his wife, Harmony. And actually, they now have three children. And Joshua also has three children with his lovely wife, Alicia. Caleb graduated with a ministry degree from North Central University, and he's ordained with the Assemblies of God. He also was a personal assistant to evangelist Daniel Kalenda of Christ for All Nations. And Joshua worked and ministered at the largest gospel rescue mission in Omaha, Nebraska. It's called the Open Door Mission. He was a director who worked with men and women through substance abuse and homelessness. So that's an interesting background. And he also has a bachelor's in marketing, and he works alongside Caleb in communications. So Caleb and Joshua, welcome to Charisma Connection today. Thank you so much, much. It's a pleasure to be on. Well, it's great to have you guys. Now, Caleb, I understand that Daniel Kalenda called you out for your own ministry in a, in a prophecy. How did that come about? Well, it's an amazing story, actually. I was, uh, I was serving him for approximately two and a half years at that time and, um, you know, did everything from helping with the littlest things that nobody would ever see uh, to being in some of the largest events in the history of the world with their mass gospel campaigns. And I was, uh, I was seeking the Lord, having a really amazing moment at a local church I was at. And uh, in this encounter, I had Jesus appear to me in a vision. Um, I don't often uh, tell all of the details, but some of the things that he said in that encounter was that I was going to be going into the nations, and he commissioned me to preach the gospel across the world. My wife and I, and after that moment, started to pray, and we said, well, Lord, what is it you would have us to do? Because you called us here to lift up Daniel's arms in this season. And uh, during that season, we, uh, we, we just said, let's just make it a matter of prayer. Daniel's a man of God. And when the time's right, God will reveal it to him. And so we didn't tell anybody. We continued to serve. And it was about seven months later that uh, Daniel pulled me aside. And he said, you know, Caleb, there's uh, something I've been sensing. I can't put a finger on it. He's like, I just feel like the Spirit's saying, what is it that happened to you? And I have to ask you, what happened to you? And I, it was then that I told him and uh, went into the 45 minutes, told him the whole story. And he said, Caleb, he said, you can't stay here, man. You got to go. <laughs> so that was really how things began. And it was about three months later that we launched the Ministry of Kingdom Encounters International. Oh, very exciting. And when Jesus appears to you in a vision, I think that uh, is confirmation, is it not? Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Joshua, you and Caleb have quite a history together in the Lord. How did yeah. you meet and how did you grow together in ministry? Oh, my gosh. Well, we, we met uh, his, his parents are pastors that had moved into uh, Bellevue, Nebraska, started up at the church I was attending, and uh, and some girls that I thought were cute um, <laughs> thought he was cute. He was the new kid, 
and they and they wanted to go meet him. And they found out he was going to the same school as us. Asked him where his locker was. He said, "Well, I, I don't have a locker, um, and I, 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 they're all out of lockers." And so they said, "Oh, well, Josh would surely want to share." And and because I wanted to impress the girls, I, I surely did share. <laughs> and uh, and that's how that's how Caleb and I met and started uh, talking and. And we, we both found out that, that man, we, we love Jesus. And, and it was kind of a rare thing in high school to, to be unashamed about our faith. And, um, uh, and, and by, the end of, by the end of high school, we, uh, we had have four different Bible studies going on throughout the week in our schools that we uh, were running. And um, we, uh, we, we had a dream that, that God revealed to us freshman year that I, I had this dream. He, and then he started telling me about this dream that he had. I was like, that's crazy. That's the exact same dream I had. And in senior year, the Lord told us you needed to do it. And it was a school assembly where we saw over 180 kids from high school come and give their lives to Jesus in, a, in our school gymnasium. And uh, it was just an incredible story with a whole bunch of miracles that happened in between and throughout that process. But that, that was really fun. And, and then we would, our, our Friday nights consisted of, of us getting together, watching a movie, playing some video games, but then it always ended with us just worshiping Jesus together. And, and that's what high school was for us. We just spent a lot of time in front of Jesus. And um, we had the, 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 the mamas of the church that would come up to us and lay hands on us and pray for us because we, we were always up the altar seeking the Lord. And, um, and they, they started prophesying over us and started saying, you're going to change nations. You're going to see revival. You, the spirit of Joel 2 is, is, is coming upon you guys. And, and we're like, oh, okay, we're just... We're just trying to get through puberty. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, um, and so and through that, um, that, fast forward, we, we both go to different colleges. We both get married. We both start families. We're, all, we're, we're still talking to each other throughout the process as we're best friends. But, but we're, we're in different areas and different seasons of life as we're growing. And, and a decade runs by. And Caleb's working in Florida at, uh, with Daniel Kalinda at Christ for All Nations. And this all happens. And then he calls me. The night uh, uh, that Daniel Kalinda talked to me, he calls me that night, he goes, and he tells me everything that's going on. He goes, I talked to Harmony, we're going to do this, we're going to launch out. And, um, and after we got off the phone, I said, the Lord just, like, he, the Holy Spirit spoke loud and clear, said, it's time. All those things that, that I, I've told you about all the way through high school, it's time. You need to go and join him. Hmm. And um, I walked upstairs to my, to my wife, I said, baby, I think. I think we need to move to Florida. I think we're supposed to go serve uh, uh, Caleb's launch in a ministry. And I, I don't know what to expect, but I, I, I know we need to go. And, and she looked at me and she said, you're right, we do. I, I knew ever since I met you, you and Caleb were going to do ministry together. She goes, and I think it's time now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so we, we eventually moved our way down here to, to Florida, and, uh, and we've been serving alongside him. And, and it's just been, it's been an incredible ride. Uh, that's wonderful how God brought you two together as a team, and yeah. you got to watch those church ladies. <laughs> so true. <laughs> well, Kingdom Encounters has been all over the world, it seems, and and you're just drawing big crowds to evangelistic events. Why do you both have a heart for the nations? Well, you know that for me started even as a child. You know back. When I was uh, eight years old, I grew up in a, my, my parents were pastors and they were the real deal. 
Um, they were the same people they were on the platform as they were at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, that did something in me. I remember in high school, you know, getting up in the morning to go early to the school for all the different clubs I was in and sports events and the drum line and everything else. And, and I remember I would wake up to hearing my dad praying in the spirit in the basement, pacing back and forth. And I'd walk out of the shower seeing my mom with her makeup bag there reading the Bible every day. That's how my mornings would start, you know. So um, so I remember even at eight years old, I, I was in a church uh, with him. My dad was the pastor at the time. And um, I, I said, Dad, I want to win my school to Jesus. What do I do? He said, well, what do you like to do? I said, I love to play sports. He said, well, he said, I've been starting an after school sports program and tell people about Jesus when you're done playing sports. I said, simple enough. I can do that. Mom, can you help me make some flyers? You know, and she did. And, and so I, I would hand them out at school. And there were times we had you know, three or four people there. And there were times we had over 40 to 50 people that would show up to play dodgeball and four square and basketball and every kind of a thing. And I would finish and I'd say, before you guys go, let me tell you about the greatest story that's ever happened. And I would tell them the message of Jesus right there. And as Joshua said, you saw that that happened in junior high in Lakeland, Florida, when I was in junior high there, then I happened in high school. When I met Joshua, we, you know, four clubs a, a week were meeting by senior year, the outreach, and uh, into now, um, this season of our life where we get to go around the world, um, you know, the greatest thing that ever could happen to somebody is for them to encounter Jesus. And then the yeah. greatest epiphany they can have is to then realize that everybody else needs to know it, too. And so uh, that's really why our heart burns is to see the light come on, to, to watch uh, darkness flee and the light come on in people's lives. And um, that is really what we're passionate about. Joshua, you have anything to add to that? Oh, I say I, I had, I mean, same with me as far as, as I had amazing parents. Uh, my, my dad was always in the word first thing in the morning and, and, uh, and, but by age 10, I remember being in that little church and, and God revealed himself to me and, um, and in such a mighty way that, uh, you know, it's, it's like the light turns on, uh, everything just became alive to me. And, uh, and I, and I, I remember pushing my mom saying, mom, God's real. And she's like, yeah, I know we're, we're singing worship songs right now to him. Mm-hmm. I, I said, but he's real. Do you know what this means? And, and from that point on, I, um, that, that day, I actually, I, I got, I got filled with the spirit. Uh, I, I, my heart for people just exploded. I just, I, I like anywhere and everywhere I see anyone, I just, I just need them to know. And so, so going through, uh, even like, like junior high for me was, was, uh, I was homeschooled until junior high and, I got to junior high. I just, I, I, I always looked for the person that was the outcast and, and wanted to befriend them, wanted to sit with them at the lunch table, one and 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 got to lead a few of them to Jesus and and just just trying to, I God God loves me so much. How can I not share that with other people hmm. and let them know how much He loves them? And so so for me, that's just been burning inside of me um, ever since He revealed Himself and. Um, and so, so yeah, so being able to take this to the nations, to, to countries where 98% of them are Muslim and, and uh, like completely unreached um, countries of the world and, and getting to share hope and love and, and him to them is, is the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I love how it starts as just a compassion for people, for the person who's sitting right in front of you sometimes, and then it yeah. grows to become a national, even an international ministry. 
Well, Caleb, you have a strong kingdom theology, hence the name of your ministry, Kingdom Encounters. So why is kingdom teaching so important to you? Uh, really, for me, uh, we realized that a kingdom lifestyle in every area of our life was so important. People often don't realize how supernatural God has made them to be. But it's not just uh, in, in the big things that we all look for, like a miracle or a healing or something like that. It's in every area of our lives, from, uh, from loving the person right in front of you, for giving, by telling people that you're for them, to encourage them, to love them, and to, to pour the love of Jesus over them and over their lives. They, they need that, and um, people don't realize that God has a plan for them so often. And so really empowering people to know who they are in Christ, empowering them to know that uh, that not only that God wants to encounter their life through a kingdom encounter, but he wants them to become the encounter to other people. You know, we don't realize this so often, but um, I even even uh, just this week have posted on my social media pages um, that, that, that God is really trying to awaken us as a people to, to, to be the encounter to other people, you know. Um, he, he chooses to partner with you and with me. He chooses to partner with what we might say is the average Joe, you know. He wants us in our circles to release people from their sicknesses, from their diseases, from their addictions, from their, their debt problems, from impossible situations, from, uh, to cure diseases, you know. How does he do it? He surely can send an angel of the Lord and those things happen. But he chooses to partner with you and with me to pull heaven into the earth, you know. Um, why? Because he, he wants to say that he loves you, that he loves them. And he chooses to get his glory through your life. And this is really the kingdom reality that we like to establish, you know. How do we do it? You know, you can, you can pray. You can you can have compassion on people. You can fast. You can petition the Lord. You can pray in the Spirit. You can hope. You can love. But, but really, at the end of the day, it's, this is the reality God wants to get into our lives. You know, We often forget that Jesus himself prayed, Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done. This is the Son of God. You know, this is, this is God's only Son. And here he is, fully God, fully man, saying, God, not even my kingdom your kingdom come. And so it's just getting outside of, of who we are and realizing that God wants to do something bigger than we ever could have imagined from our lives. Amen. Well, your ministry sees many miracles in Jesus' name and many of the greatest miracle of all, salvation. Tell us how it started to just go around the world. I mean, tell us some of the countries that you've been in and what results you're seeing. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know, I even I grew up in a very Pentecostal, charismatic environment, believing we preached, we had the faith. I didn't really see a lot of miracles, though, a lot of healings. I remember being with um, uh, evangelist Daniel Kalenda in the nations, and uh, we would pray for the sick, and um, and we would we would uh, we'd we'd go out, and it just seemed so effortless. It was like popcorn popping in a popcorn bag in the microwave. Uh, we would just pray, and all of a sudden it would just happen to literally hundreds and thousands of people. I remember the very first uh, gospel crusade I went on with Christ for All Nations, and it was to the nation of Zambia. 
And I, I remember uh, after the second night of the crusade, I, I walked onto the dusty field the next morning and there was 18 sets of wheelchairs and crutches in a pile on the field. And I, I took a picture of it and I'm like, what, what is this? What's going on here? You know? And I realized that like those people all were healed and they didn't need their crutches and wheelchairs anymore. So they literally left them on the field because they didn't need them anymore. And it would have been a burden to carry them home dead weight, you know? And, and, and that's the miracle God we serve. So I believe a lot of times things are, um, are, are not uh, taught in the classroom necessarily. They're, 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 they're caught from one burning heart to another, as Daniel Colenda says. And, um, and, and as I was in the nations, I, I remember just going out first crusade and declaring for the blind to see and the deaf to hear and cripples to walk. And lo and behold, would you imagine, Chris, right in front of my eyes, the blind begin to see, the deaf begin to hear, the cripples begin to walk. It was literally that simple, just hmm. by declaring it out, getting my, my own limitations of my mind out of the way, and just trusting that God is who he says he is. We live in a voice-activated kingdom, and by speaking it forth, you know, we don't, we, we don't know what we're doing, but we're sending angels on assignment into, into commissionings to bring people new body parts. We're... we're releasing God's power to, to drive back forces that we won't see with our naked eye and, and to release light into darkness. And, you know, when you turn on the light, the darkness can't stay. It's gone immediately as soon as the light comes on. And so uh, as, we, as we started to go into the nations, I've, I've been in around 30 nations now. Uh, we've been into nations in the Middle East, such as, uh, or near the Middle East, such as Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, We've been all over Central and South America. Um, we have dealt with, um, we held a little mini crusade in, uh, in um, Colombia where the, the, the witches hold their national convention each year in the country. And we went in and held our gospel crusade there. Uh, you know, it took them off, but they had no power that night. And the, <laughs> even there, the blind saw, the deaf heard, the cripples walked. I mean, the same thing. And, and, um, and even in uh, the nation of Pakistan where, we had a uh, crusade in September where uh, 133,000 people showed up in one night, one night. And mm. uh, we had over 92,417 people that made a decision for Christ. And Chris, that night, can I tell you, 18 paralytics walked, 18, Amazing. 100 and, 139 people with eye issues from complete blindness, the cataracts, glaucoma, completely healed. We had 119 demonic deliverances from the team, um, just, just incredible miracles. Um, mm -hmm. but, but even in the small groups and even in, uh, small little locations or house meetings here in America, we're seeing, we're seeing it happen right here in these, in these countries as well. Um, I, I just, I know Josh has some stories he could tell as well, but I, the, one of the funniest stories, I'll just say this, you know, just from catching it from one burning heart to another, I remember uh, Josh, he, at the time, he was not part of the ministry, and I, I was going on my very first international trip with Kingdom Encounters, and I went to the nation of Nicaragua, and I said, Josh, I need a camera guy. I said, Josh, um, I, I know you're not a photographer. I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm it was gonna a dirty buy. trick. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm going to buy the most expensive camera at Walmart because it's all I can afford. It was like 600 bucks or something. <laughs> And I said, I'm going to give it to you, and I just need you to snap. And I'm sure a few pictures will come out so people will know that we're doing what we actually said we're going to do. 
And so literally he said, okay, it's my first time out of the country. I'm going to go with you, Caleb. And he, he dedicated that week. And I handed him the camera and we were about three or four days into that trip. And, um, and I'll let him take over the story from here, but I was preaching. Oh it was fire. The presence of God was all over the place. Oh, and I said, he was, Josh. <laughs> he was wound up and excited. He got the whole crowd excited. He's shouting. He's sweating. It's Nicaragua. It's hot. And he's, he's screaming. He goes, he goes, are you guys ready to see a miracle? And all the crowd's screaming, yeah. He goes, are you ready to get healed? And they're all screaming, yeah. He goes, great. My friend Josh is going to pray for you, and you're all going to get healed. Whoa. And he hands me the microphone. <laughs> and I turn around back to the crowd and I look at him like, what are you doing, man? Uh, we didn't, we didn't discuss this, dude. I, I didn't, I didn't get anything. I'm not, I don't. And, and he's wiping sweat off his head and he's looking at me. He goes, what are you, what are you, what? Stop complaining. And he's like, shush. He goes, just, just pray. He goes, God does the hard work. He goes, I preached. I'm sweaty. You just, you just announced the healing to come and God's going to heal him. Hmm. Go. He goes and say it with some authority. He goes, don't be mamby pamby about it. Just say it loud. <laughs> okay. I said, all right. And you know what happened? I prayed and said, Lord, heal these people. And we started calling stuff out as we felt it. And, and the Lord started healing those people. And um, from that moment on, I like supernatural healings just just have become part of my life where I I mean we we run into people and we just just it, it comes from a heart of compassion uh, where, where Jesus said he had compassion on these people and then, and then they got healed and and when you have that heart of compassion when you have that faith that he's gonna move he moves and and it's it's incredible I mean I've seen people all over where, wherever I go, we get to pray and we get to watch him get healed. And it's, it's just phenomenal. Well, Joshua got his faith built up that night, I think. <laughs> jo- jo- no, Caleb, Caleb, throughout my entire friendship with Caleb, he's one of those that he, he's not the guy that like lets you get out of the boat. He, he pushes you out of the boat and says, walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he's a, he's a faith building um, pusher. He, 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 he stretches my limits often. Well, I don't think either one of you are mamby pamby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. It well, was it was broken off of him that night, Chris. <laughs> there That's you go. True. There you go. It. That was the breaking point for me. Yeah. Well, recently you were both in Seattle, and there's some crazy things going on in that part of our nation, but but also yeah. some God things. So, did you minister there, yeah. and what did you observe? Yeah. So. Seattle was, uh, it was, it was quite the story. We actually went up there to minister in a couple of churches and were completely unaware that uh, Sean Foyt was going to be coming to do, uh, do an outreach there. And, um, you know, he's running for Congress and doing some stuff over there on the West coast. But, but we, we finished up with our two meetings Friday night and Saturday night, had a great time, uh, miracles, signs, wonders, healing, salvations, all the stuff that, that, that normally comes in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. But uh, then the two pastors we were with were saying, hey, when are you guys going back? And we said, well, we booked a Monday return flight. Um, but we said we just felt the Lord said to book a Monday return and not a Sunday return. And so they said, well, great. They said, we're going over to this outreach. Do you guys want to come? And so we said, sure. So my friend uh, Nathan French, he's a he's a prophet in his own right and pastors a church out there. And he says, um, he says, well, why don't you guys run with me and you can help us with the evangelism training and the prayer intercession gathering. 
And, um, and then while we're there, he's like, we need to find a baptism tank. And so he's mm. like, cause I just think God wants to baptize people. So I, I go over and I find this trash bin in the park. And, and can I tell you where we ended up, where we were, we were in the actual chop zone, the famous Chaz chop zone, you know, oh, yeah. uh-huh. all over the news. That's where we were. And, um, and so we're, 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 we find this trash bin and we start getting it cleaned out. I find this homeless man and I just say, I say, Hey man, do you got any cleaner or something? And so we start cleaning it out and Nathan ends up almost uh, uh, poking himself with a needle that was being used for meth and other things. And we're we're just like, we got it all cleaned out, but it was the best thing we could find. Um, He had went to a couple feed stores and couldn't find one. So we're like, we'll just use this. And so we, we cleaned it out. Like it was, it was shining, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, and that was the baptism thing that ended up being used at the end of the night. And it was a good thing that, that it was there. Um, so, so we get into the prayer gatherings, and here comes Sean Foyt and the team. And in the middle of it all, all of a sudden, um, you know, the Antifa show up, and then the BLM shows up, and then Satanists start showing up, like, all while mm. this is going on. And there was no security. And um, I, was even, I was even told that the police were called at some point, but um, that wasn't necessarily the response they were wanting to come into to come into the chop zone that had been disbanded on paper, but you know, it was still kind of the lines had been drawn still, you know? Yes. <laughs> and uh, here the police are getting called and they're not like, well, we're not going in there to, to help Christians go against, you know, whatever else is happening because that wasn't what they were trying to do. So, uh, so anyways, they, uh, people start coming into protest and, and they say, you know, um, we need security like now. And so they start recruiting people. So Josh and I both jump up. We're like, well, we'll help. You know, they needed help bad. So we start jumping into the middle of it. And um, as we did, um, it was a good thing because protesters begin to come. Um, Satanists begin to march through the crowd. And um, there was this video that was shown. It's, it's quite interesting of one of the uh, one of the guys who was protesting. And he was up uh, behind the stage on kind of this elevated um, unit. And he was standing there shouting and uh, there's some expletives in the video, but he says, he says, you know, the more I shout at these guys, the more I yell, it's like the more they sing and the more they seem to worship, you know, mm. <laughs> he's like, I can't get these guys to be quiet. And I'm like, what a testament, <laughs> you know, what, what an amazing testimony. He wasn't even trying to be that when the darkness begins to come, it begins to rise that we're just going to sing a little bit louder. And, and, and we even sang that song there. It was pretty powerful. I say it was, and and it's wonderful to hear of those things happening in our country at this time. How can we pray for our nation right now? You know, the, the there's a lot going on right now, um, Chris, and, and, and many people are aware. We're in the uh, political election cycle, and the, the there's a lot going on with that. There's there's uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19 is on the march globally, and, and probably something that at least in the media age, we have never seen in world history. You know, there's there's protests and, and riots and racial uh, wars that are going on and all kinds of things that that are that are at play. And um, the the thing that the enemy would seek to do more than anything is to divide us and to come against us to get us to point fingers. And um, you know, God God says in Ephesians four eleven to thirteen, you know, He gives apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why? so that the church will come into the full unity. And that's what we need right now. We need to be praying for unity. We need to be praying 
that God will unite us, that God will, will not have us pointing fingers, but being what we said earlier, which is to release his kingdom, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We need to have wisdom and understanding in this hour to, to pray for people that, that are in broken situations. These things are real. You know, people are going through real situations. But, um, you know, I look at even Jesus, uh, what he did. I've been going through his life and looking through the stories, looking through the parables, you know. And he, he, didn't, he didn't speak out often against all of the different political arenas, and he didn't involve himself. You know, he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar. Give to God what is God's. He didn't speak out against the Roman oppression and, uh, of the time for the Jewish people. He, he just preached the gospel. <laughs> he preached the gospel. He preached the gospel. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cleansed the lepers. He casted out demons. He said, freely you have received, freely give. So how can we be praying? It's that we will be united. It's that we will be united as a, as a, as a bride without spot or without wrinkle that we will love recklessly, that we will give right now while people are in need, that we will meet needs and, and seek to be the encounter people are needing right now. And um, that, that's really how we can be praying right now. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, we have a beautiful gospel, don't we? And and the kingdom uh, is, a, is a wonderful doctrine that you have uh, just taken and seen unfold in your ministry, Kingdom Encounters Around the World. And we want to give you a website and ask you to pray for our listeners as well. Uh, your website is kingdomencounters.us. So uh, learn more about Caleb Wampler and his ministry, along with Joshua Smith, there at kingdomencounters.us. Uh, would you guys pray for us now? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be honored to. I, I can start off, and Josh, if you want to uh, jump in after that. Um, sure. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on today, Chris. Father, right now, we yes. just we just lift up every listener right now, right where they are, and we just ask for your divine love to surround them right now. Lord, you say that your perfect love casts out all fear, and, um, and there is no fear in love. And so, God, right now, I just pray that your love would come upon every single person, that it would be the motivation of our hearts to, to operate from that place. Father, I break mm. off the spirit of fear yes. off of people. I break off the spirit Absolutely. of addictions right now. I break off the spirits of depression right now in Jesus' name. I know many people are, are, are in difficult situations with their health right now. Lord, we break off the, the, this COVID-19. Lord, we break it at the root. Uh, we, we, we break it right now in Jesus' name off of people's bodies yes, that are listening Jesus, to this. We, break, uh, we pray that every thought would be taken captive right now at the name of Jesus, and that we would we would give all these things to you. Father, I pray for that person dealing with migraines right now. I just I break off the migraines right now, and I pray that, that, that you would have complete uh, thoughts, uh, complete healing in your thought process, yes. no pain in your minds at all. Lord, I pray for the person that's on the transplant uh, list for a kidney right now, right now in Jesus' name. I pray that you would just supernaturally put a new kidney right now into their body, Lord. I, I pray for those that are have lost their peace. And I pray, Lord, that you would supernaturally give it, even as it says in, uh, in uh, Philippians 4, 7, it talks about that you've stationed peace as a guard around our hearts and as our minds. Lord, I pray that you would send angels as a guard around hearts and minds right now and reestablish peace in people's life, that you would give them their joy, as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, to let joy be our continual feast. That even right now when there's darkness around, that we would be a people of joy 
because we know that yes. joy is our strength in Jesus' name, that we would not operate as other people do, but that we would operate from a realm, from another kingdom, that we would not fear and lack, but that we would give when we feel like we don't have anything. We would give as the widow did with the two mites, and that, we would, that we'd sow recklessly and, and, and abundantly in this season, Lord. Bring the hundredfold return on people's investments, or bring, yes, bring a, a, as, as it says in Genesis 26, 12 with, with Isaac, it says, in a famine, he planted and received a hundredfold return. God, bring increase over people's finances. Bring promotions. Bring new jobs. Yes. Bring them into their callings, Lord. Raise up apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that are listening to this to respond to the call of God in their lives. And, um, and right now, just wrap us in your arms in this season. Holy Spirit, we love you. We thank you for your leadership in our lives. In Jesus' name. Yes. And we know that, Father, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it is against the principalities and the darkness of this world. So, Lord, we just I, I, I pray for the people uh, that are hearing this, Lord, that we rise up as Christians to proclaim that we have the light. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives inside of us. And that, Father, when we come in, when light comes into the room, when you come into the room, darkness must flee. So like Caleb said, Father, help us to understand who we are, that we bring your kingdom with us, Father, and that darkness must run, that we do not have to have a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind is given to us. And so, Lord, I ask for all those things that that we start understanding who we are in a better way. Uh, I'm seeing somebody that that has uh, just the right eye, a right eye issue, that being healed right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for that healing and all the other healings that you're going to do, Lord. Uh, Lord, we um, we just thank you, Father, for in this time when there's so much craziness going on and uncertainty going on, that we have you. You are the rock. We built our house on you, not on the sand. So when the winds blow and, the, and, the, and the, the storms come, that we will not be shaken because there is a great shaking going on right now. And, Father, we thank you that only the things, only the things that are built on you will last and remain. And so, Father, we just firmly plant ourselves to you. Lord, I ask for greater intimacy for everybody that's hearing this right now with you that they get to have more intimate times with you. They get to understand you better. Because, Father, even with all the miracles, all the things we see, you know that the best times in our lives when we get to sit quietly and just to observe you and just to love you and just to worship you. So, Father, I pray for more intimacy and more joy and more fellowship with you, Jesus, for everybody listening right now. We thank you, Father. We proclaim victory right now because you are the victor. In Jesus' name, amen. May it be so. Amen. Thank you both, Caleb Wampler and Joshua Smith, for sharing with us today your ministry, Kingdom Encounters International. Once again, I want to give that website, kingdomencounters.us. And we hope to see you in our studio here soon. We'd love to. We'd be honored to. Thank you, Chris. I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection, and I hope you'll take a moment and go to cpnshows.com to check out our Charisma Podcast Network. It's growing 
like weeds, as they say. So many uh, great ministries are being added as podcasters on our network. So we hope that you'll be able to check out some of those shows, including The Strang Report and Green Lines for some exceptional interviews. You've been listening to Charisma Connection, and thanks for joining me here today. Have a great day. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.